0: Hello everybody, I'm Ruhi Hussain and I will be your host today. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast for Refugee Week at the University of Salford. Refugee Week is an annual festival which celebrates the contribution, creativity and resilience of refugees. This year the theme is We Cannot Walk Alone. I am joined by one of our students, or should I say recent graduates, Brazilda Leixi, Have I pronounced that correctly? Yes. (laughs) Thanks Brazilda. So Brazilda studied business and management and we're going to get Brazilda's thoughts on a range of topics centered around understandings of refugees, their experiences and hopefully also discuss refugee contributions to the UK. Brazilda thank you so much for joining us today. How are you?
1: Thank you. Hi Guru I'm good, thank you. Thank you for letting me join this podcast. I'm so happy to be here and I'm really excited for the topic that we will be discussing today.
0: It's fantastic to have you here um, and to get your contribution. So thank you for making the time to start off our conversation. I thought it'd be really good to get your thoughts on who a refugee is.
1: At first, I wanted to give a bit of background in relation to the meaning of this word. This word goes all the way back to Latin roots and more inter- interestingly, it was predominantly used in France to refer to Protestants who were fleeing France at that time. After years went by, this word started being adapted in English-speaking countries, for example, the United Kingdom, of course. Today, this term is used to describe a person Who is forced to leave a country due to persecution to natural disasters or as we know to war sometimes it's really difficult for people to understand some of the meanings of the words around refugees and it does happen that the words are mismatched but like what it's important to understand is the first legal step for a person that leaves a country and goes to a new country is to apply for asylum. That person during that time is considered an asylum seeker rather than a refugee. Until the, in this case for the UK, until the Home Office accepts their application, this person is an asylum seeker. And when the application is accepted, this person then becomes a refugee. Realistically, Anyone can be a refugee because it's not something that you choose, it's something that unfortunately happens to you. And we have to think about and it's important that we remember that each refugee has a story and each refugee goes through a difficult journey to reach a new country for safety.
0: Oh, thank you, Brazilda. Um, that's really interesting. Why do you think there is so much confusion and misunderstanding around who a refugee is in the UK?
1: Over the years, various studies have shown that people sometimes uh, lack understanding in relation to the terms, for example, between refugees and migrants. As I said before, a refugee is someone that is forced to leave their home country Whilst a migrant, for example, is someone that has the choice to move to a new country if they wanted to, but also has the choice to return back to their home country. And unlike a refugee that is unable to, most of the times, return back due to safety. As a young person myself, that is constantly, unfortunately, on social media, I constantly read on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, false information about these terms, which has led to the blurring of these kind of important terms and taking all the attention away from the specific legal protections refugees require. I believe it's important for people to not conflate these terms because it can have serious consequences for the safety of refugees. I also wanted to say that we can see in politics, um, people that have a strong political opinion that these terms are thrown out randomly in debates. For example, during the Brexit campaign, I remember myself seeing on the news, at the time the UK independence party leader, for one of his campaign, he used a van and a poster on the van, which showed some people crossing the Croatia-Slovenia border. However, the problem in that moment was that he was referring to these people as immigrants and shifting all the focus on immigration and giving facts and data and figures about refugees. In reality, what those people were, were refugees running away from a war, from a country that was facing war. And I think after that poster, after that campaign, there were a lot of negative Commentary online of people using asylum seekers, immigration, migrants, different words mismatching them without giving them a meaning. This just goes to show that there is definitely a lack of understanding and also confusion. And it does not help either when people are 24-7 reading false information online. I believe it is very important to mark the difference between these terms also for future generations to come. Lastly, I do want to highlight, and I think it's important for our listeners to also think about, that these are only politically used terms and it does not define the men, children and women that leave their homes to start a new life in a new country.
0: Thanks, Brazilda. That's a lot of food for thought, I think, for our listeners. You've covered quite a lot, very concisely there. What do you think are some of the challenges then that refugees face when they migrate from their home countries to receive sanctuary in another country?
1: There are so, so many challenges that refugees face. It will be even hard to count them down on your fingers, if I'm being honest. We have to remember that these are people who are leaving their home country for safety. So metaphorically, these people have a luggage full of problems and you will think when they go to a new country these problems will somehow reduce but unfortunately there are more problems added to this like heavy luggage for example in terms of if we talk about the journey and what they go through most refugees journeys are long and dangerous with limited access to shelter water and food and since the departure can be so sudden and unexpected belongings might be left behind Some people risk feeling prey to human trafficking and other forms of exploitation. Some are detained by authorities as soon as they arrive in a new country. For example, I saw on the news two weeks ago how in Spain, there were around 2,000 or 5,000 refugees crossing the Spanish border. And as soon as they stepped foot on the land, there were like the authorities ready to send them back without even giving them the chance to apply for asylum or to go through the whole process. I wanted to say that when a person then decides to leave everything behind and move to a new country, this person is leaving everything behind without wanting to. And we have to remember that they are living in a country where there are different cultures, there are different laws And there's even education or health system. So when they come to a new country, they have, for example, one of the challenges is to learn the the language barrier, the language obstacle, whether it's Spanish, whether it's French. You wouldn't expect these people to know the language, so they have to go through the process of learning. However, during that process, they are not able to do basic tasks such as going to the supermarket and buying some food, filling out important forms, for example, forms from the home office, or just communicating with people. And, for example, myself, I speak four languages, and I couldn't imagine like the how hard it, like I imagine how hard it is for them to have to learn a new language. Because me, myself, I I never stop learning about the language, there's always like room for improvement. So you wouldn't expect a refugee coming to a new country to learn, for example, English in two, three, four months. It might take five years, depending on the ages and the circumstances. In terms of other challenges, there are times when once they're settling in and starting to build a new life, they might face daily racism, xenophobia, and discrimination various data have also shown which for me this was interesting to know that refugees also face exploitation in the new country they arrive to because you will think that this type of exploitation will happen only during the journey or in their home country but unfortunately people can take advantage of refugees also in a new country It doesn't matter which country it is things like this does happen um, they also face, in relation to the UK, if we're talking about asylum seekers, they are not able to work. So they can't afford basic needs to leave, even if they wanted to. And if they were found to work, they will face a criminal record. Also, there have also been like um, articles showing cases of refugees that were refused asylum, so they then end up not receiving any financial support from the government either, and they can end up homeless. These are all challenges that they face daily, challenges that they are very present and challenges that it is so hard to eradicate because it's something they unfortunately go through. Uh,
0: that's a lot to think about. Uh, I just want to say very impressive that you know four languages. <laughs> so Thank you. <laughs> that's, you know, impressive to hear that. And I think you've highlighted that refugees face challenges on that journey itself when they're trying to go to a country to receive sanctuary. But also when they arrive at the host country, um, there's obviously another additional set of problems and challenges. Is there anything else you wanted to add at all?
1: Uh, I wanted to also add, add in terms of mental health issues, because you will think there are physical challenges, but there are also different other challenges that you can't, you're not able, like someone can't see through them. For example, although we know the journey starts with hope and for a better future, they do end up feeling alone and isolated. And especially young people can face particular challenges because of their age and experiences. We have to understand that these people carry with them heavy trauma and scars that it would be really difficult to just like remove and it's something they always think about. It's a journey that is part of their their life. It's their history, everything that they go through. This is trauma that will stay with them forever. And sometimes like talking for myself uh, and for all our listeners, I'm not like uh, a mental health expert. I don't claim to be. But, the, but realistically, when you go through something in your life, it doesn't matter who you are, there are times when you are in a situation that you don't know what's happening to you. You don't know what, what you're going through because you don't have time to reflect on your actions and on the actions of people, on your emotions. It's only when you come to a time of kind of not even peace, but it, when you come to a, a time of reflection, that you have some mo- a moment to yourself when you think back of all the journey you had to endure, then you start realizing what you've gone through. So sometimes refugees, when they come to um, the new country, that's when trauma can be even more present because they have time to think of like everything they, they went through. Due to trauma, these events uh, create ongoing mental health issues. And I wanted to say that a study made by the Mental Health Foundation found that asylum seekers and refugees are more likely to experience poor mental health than the local population, including higher rates of depression, PTSD and other anxiety disorders. I wanted to say that when someone sees on social media refugees arriving in boats, it is very important to keep in mind that each boat carries different sufferings and different traumas.
0: Thanks, Brazil. There are, again, you've covered so much there, um, highlighting the trauma. And as you mentioned, people experience mental health issues in very different ways and having that time to reflect. So just so that we can understand some of that. And this, there was quite a lot you've covered. It would be also really good to get your thoughts on, you know, what are some of the dreams and ambitions of refugees?
1: When a refugee comes to a new country, it They become jobless. Most of the times they can't get they can't secure work or when they are an asylum seeker, they can't work. But this does not mean that in their home country they were not like um, a teacher, a doctor, an artist, a singer, a footballer, anything that comes into your mind in terms of job position, it doesn't reflect their qualities and skills. So it is important to highlight when People make comments towards them having nothing, it could be just in terms of belongings, but in, not in terms of, as I said, skills, qualities and qualifications, because they have those, but they unfortunately can't make use of them, because some of the times these qualifications might change, and they can't even be put in place if, to like use them if they wanted to. For refugees, dreams and ambitions most of the times uh, tend to be buried on the ground, But I feel like every human being should have the freedom in this world to achieve and chase their dreams and ambition. Some people might dream of singing, some people might dream of achieving a higher job position. But for refugees, it's not always the case due to these obstacles they have to go through. Also in the country they seek refuge, which makes it even hard to follow their original passions and build new ones. Because you're going to into a new country and after everything you went through, even though your ambitions are so high and your dreams are so high, there are so many obstacles on your road that you can't achieve what you wanted.
0: Yeah, that's um, also great insights and other things to think about and consider when we're thinking of refugees or who people are behind these labels which is really important. Um, It'd be really good I think to mark Refugee Week to also discuss refugee contributions in the UK Um, so I don't know if there was anything you wanted to mention.
1: Yes absolutely I mean refugees have always contributed to the UK and to the UK economy and history has taught us and this can go back since the 16th century where refugees started making a massive cultural social and economic contribution to the life in the UK refugees are employed in various industries including manufacturing health and general services and because of their sufferings and because of what they went through as i said before they don't most of the time remain in the same position they always aim to move into positions with higher earnings They always try to achieve higher and push themselves. Data has also shown that across the world, countries that have accepted refugees have seen an increase in the median income and cross-domestic product due to refugees' ability to start new businesses and replace the aging population. More importantly, and contradictory to the usual fear that refugees will take away jobs, the evidence shows that they are more likely to create jobs I believe that when the countries decide to take in refugees, they should definitely not look and see that this is going to be too costly for them at first. Because from an economic point of view, money going to social services, job training programs and integration efforts can be viewed as an investment rather than a burden for governments
0: that's an interesting take on that it's I suppose looking at the long-term impact economically and perhaps what would be gained as you said looking at it slightly differently instead of thinking of people as a burden that they're going to contribute back to the economy once yeah. they're in the UK and looking at it in that and not the short term but the long term um I wonder if there's any if there's a famous refugee story that you might want to share with our listeners
1: what is really crazy because when I was um, reading and finding information about this, I was surprised about all the findings. Refugees are definitely present, and not only in the UK, but in different other countries. They are present in arts, movies, architecture, series, and much more. In relation to the artistic world and the music, in the UK, the MIA. Uh, who is an English-born singer and hip-hop artist, was part of a Tamali Sri Lankan refugee family. Then we have Rita Ora, a singer that came in the UK as a baby, uh, a refugee from Kosovo. And surprisingly, which I didn't know either, Freddie Mercury, the lead singer of the band Queen, fled to England from Zanzibar in 1964. So there's a lot of famous histories and stories about... uh, Famous celebrities, people, singers, anything you could think of, refugees are present in that sector.
0: Wow. I mean, it'd be interesting to know if our listeners knew that about Rita Ora or Freddie Mercury, as you said. Um, Thanks for sharing. And what about any other stories? Is there anything else you wanted to discuss today?
1: Absolutely. When I was researching, I was extremely surprised for this specific information. Einstein, which I don't even have to introduce because by his name we can understand a lot, and it says a lot. Um, In 1933, when Adolf Hitler rose to power and unleashed a wave of anti-Semitism across the nation, Einstein at the time was, I think, reading that he was in Berlin. And uh, he was widely known as a Jewish physicist and he then became a target of Nazis, which they burned his books and discredited his property. Einstein then began to fear for his life and he moved with his wife to the US and never visited Europe again. Einstein sought refuge in the United States where he had a secured position in New Jersey. He and his wife made visa applications to even help other German Jews and personally vouch for refugees fleeing the Nazi rule at that time.
0: Yeah, another story I think that maybe people forget or aren't aware of, um, Einstein. Um, so thank you, Brasilda. I know there were some other topics that you mentioned you did also want to speak about today. So just wondering if there was anything else you wanted to share with our listeners?
1: Uh, I lastly what I wanted to say is I wanted to say it's always best for people to do their own personal research and further educate themselves in whatever topic they might come across, because then you can then have a full view of the actual situation based on true information. People should definitely be careful on what they read online about refugees or, or any other topic. There is a lot of fake news that circulate. And as we know. Most of the times our brain is tricked into believing what we read and there is always an in-depth story and reasons behind everything that we read. I'm so happy that today lots of celebrities are speaking up and using their platform. We didn't see it before. I definitely see it happening more often on Instagram for different situations, circumstances that might be happening in the world right now. More people are are also like um, voluntarily joining campaigns. At the end of the day, no one wants to go through so much pain and suffering. But because of their life and situation, we have to remember that they have to make these hard decisions to leave everything behind. So I want to just suggest to people that it would be good if they came together or if they helped or whether it was through their local council or just raising awareness or reading about a certain topic just so they can have idea and any type of help is help at the end of the day.
0: Oh, wow. great suggestion if people want to get involved. I've really enjoyed speaking to you, Brazilda. We've covered so much, to be honest, in such a short (laughs) space of time. And I want to thank yourself and also everyone who's tuned in to listen today. My hope is that the podcast has marked Refugee Week and helped us all increase our understandings of forced migration. Um, I think it's really important to have these conversations, especially conversations which recognize the contribution creativity and also resilience of refugees based on everything we've covered I think it's highlighted quite clearly that refugees have contributed wherever they are in the world in so many ways there's so much creativity there and I think as you mentioned there's not one story which is true for everyone they're all unique in their own way different ages different backgrounds and that should be celebrated, but also that resilience of refugees. So, thank you. Is there anything else you wanted to say before we end? Just wanted to say that
1: at the end of the day, we are all humans living in this world. So, there should be more peace, love rather than hate.
0: What a great way to finish this off. So thank <laughs> yes. you,
1: Brazil. Thank you so much for letting me join this podcast and be part of this topic.
0: Well, thank you, Brazilda, and thank you to our listeners.